That makes me happy. No. Are you good to go? What are you? Are just, you? Uh... I think telling guys they're upset is funny. I'm sorry. I'm just excited. Yeah. Okay. She's got it. It's in there. All right. Good. Let's do it. Yeah. Sweat Equity Podcast and streaming show, the number one comedy business podcast. Suck my pussy from behind. That's right, Lizzo. That's right. You get it. You get yeah. it, girl. You get us. Good. You get that this podcast is about pragmatic entrepreneurial advice. Right? With right real from raw the dog talk. What? What's that? Right from the start. Right from the start. That's how we get the explicit tag on stuff. Yeah, I forget about it every time. 2020's best small, medium enterprise business advisory podcast in the United States. And we already won 2021's best podcast and streaming <laughs> entertainment studio, Eastern United States. Thanks to Media Innovator Awards 2021, hosted by, you know, that magazine you grew up with, Corporate Vision Magazine. Duh. Listen to us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, give us that five star, write a little something, write one sentence. If you're listening to this right now, pause, go do that. Subscribe, rate, review. That all helps the podcast. If you can't get the hookup from our sponsors, which this episode is sponsored by Grasshopper. Try Grasshopper. Wait, Got- then what? Then what? I don't know. Just, get just, the- okay, sorry. Just move on. Okay. We're running out of time. Uh, Grasshopper.com forward slash sweat gets you $75 off an annual plan. That's the entrepreneur's phone line. A business phone line, an app that's separate from the phone number you got on your iPhone, or if you have a Samsung getting ripped off by that data from Google. Yep. Either way, Grasshopper works on both of that and works on your laptop, tablet, all that stuff. Try Grasshopper.com forward slash sweat gets you $75 off an annual plan. You can make vanity phone numbers. You can do 1-800 numbers. 69, 420, they can all go in there. Yeah, you need two more, but yeah, you get the you get the drill. Well, nobody, 69, 420, whatever. It's all well, you can do 1-833-420-6969. Guarantee you it's taken, but yeah. you can try get them in there. Try Grasshopper.com forward slash sweat. 75 bucks off an annual plan. Who's hooking you up like we do? No one. Nobody. Let's get it started. How about my sweat equity? What Rayla, why don't you uh, give your plugs at the top of the show before we get into it and forget to do it? Uh, where can okay. we find you? How do we hire you? What 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 where can we find you? Where yeah, thank you. Sure. Yeah. Thank you so much. So you can find me at Rayla, R-A-Y-L-A dot co. That is where you can learn about me, what I do, how you can work with me, how I can help you change your life. That's where my uh, group coaching program is. I'm not really on social media. Law knows I have an aversion to social media. Yeah. Um, but, but I'm more of an in-person person. So if you want to connect otherwise, like DM me, hit me up, email me, contact me through my site. Happy to connect. And if anybody's listening that wants to hit us up to get her info that missed that, you know, maybe you're jogging, doing laundry, stuff like that. We'll, we'll pass, we'll pass it along. I got your, I got your email girl. Um, so uh, I want to hear about the, the, uh, the coaching but I want to table that for the reason <laughs> that uh, we expedited you coming on the podcast because I've been wanting you on and just kind of I'm terribly unorganized with this podcast. Mm-hmm, definitely. Oh, by the way, this is Eric. I don't know if you've met. 
Um, so nice to you, give you a little background. <laughs> Rail and I met, what, 04 when you came to Auburn uh, for a Tennessee-Auburn game. And yes. you're like, God, this guy is hot. And you... <laughs> You're a married lady now. I can't. I can't remember it. Your husband is there tonight. Yes. You're like, will you take me to the game? And I was like, no, man. I I got too many dates. I'm I'm in a sitcom situation, juggling three already. Um, I think everybody knows that the guy asked the girl out on the date for the game. I know that's what made it unusual. I was so surprised. (laughs) We just met. We just met. Um, No, I I all I remember was that you were a friend of a friend uh, that you came in for the game. And then uh, I don't remember much else because that's what you do for college. It was a good time. Yeah, you were in a fraternity. It was like a, Ugh. it was just a group of people that hung out was and you were friends with my really? friends' friends, and it just kind of happened. You didn't know it was in a fraternity. And by happened, I mean like we just all hung out. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll let we'll let the listeners you know take it from there, <laughs> wherever they want. What uh, frat were you in? Uh, uh, oh, the cool one? No, no, definitely not. We, I know. Uh, Sigma, no matter what you're about Sig, to say, Sig App, and oh, uh, you know cool. what? No, here's here's something they got. They just got kicked off campus five years ago for cocaine. <laughs> you know, All right, well, that's cool. Alabama. <laughs> It's like so. Hey, where do you get cocaine in Alabama? It's so atypical. You got to go all the way. It has down to be to real bad for you to get kicked off campus at Auburn. Yeah, that's real bad. That's pretty. Fun. Right, they're uh, desperate for people. No, please <laughs> come to Auburn. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, we're, ours was diverse uh, <laughs> because we had guys from not Alabama and Georgia. <laughs> wow. We had white guys that were from other places. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are white people like where you're from? <laughs> you know, I was like, I remember like making fun of my friend Chris Davis for being from Cincinnati. Uh, and we're making fun of him from being, you know, being, having northern tropes or whatever. And then everybody turned on me and they're like, you're fucking northern. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, guys, technically I'm more southern than you are. And no one <laughs> found that cute. And uh, right. Yeah. Um, so that that's how I partied in college. Yeah. Yeah. I was in a frat. You didn't know that? No, and I, I mean, I am, a lot I'm always shit, in a frat. I'm always a brother. I'm like, I have some stories about you that people may not know. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. Oh, man. I got to go. <laughs> right now. Well, it was a good interview. Um, it's I'll nice take over. That's fine. You can leave. <laughs> you don't have to be here. Can, I can take over from you here. Can, you can go, go for I'm it. I'm saving those for when your babies get older. Oh, man. Well, we can get it on record Here's here, and I can play it for them later if you like. That'd be good. Your dad was a degenerate with a short haircut and a fat head. Um, that's that's how I rolled back in the day. Uh, so they're gonna be like, yeah, we know. Yeah, they know. Yeah, they know. Well, yeah, when are you gonna sit them down and tell them the story? I've I've never had any any of my dad's friends be like, your dad was a party animal. Um, <laughs> got no pussy in college. Like <laughs> they're never gonna sit you don't me down. Think and, that? No, I'm I'm I mean, saying your dad. No. Was hammering pussy i'm sure i'm sure and never think about it um your dad my mom listens to the podcast so that's not really respectful that's well she's never listened um that's what she likes about him (laughs) no uh who he is he's taking it to the grave um so we started talking recently uh and look from one potential embarrassing thing to the next uh so i i've been trying to per uh, Eric and I's quasi mentor, who I call Business Dad, um, he was. Te- he hates it. He was. Te- yeah, he doesn't think it's funny. Um, 
uh, he was telling me, do you think you're being kind of humble by not putting any comedy content out there? And I'm like, oh, fuck, you're right. So I've been trying to do these stories on my social just to be, just as an exercise, let's write a joke, put it out there. And I usually do it after I work out because I won't overthink it and I'll just put it out there. I'll, I'll work out and get like, try, it'll keep my mind off of how terrible working out is or running or whatever. And then I'll put it out there uh, as soon as I can get it done, you know, after I'm done. Sure. Don't think about it. Runner's high. Yes. Um, all that stuff. And so I put, it, I put uh, a story out there that was, I thought, innocuous. Um, and so it was, uh, I just ranked French fries. By the way, what's your ranking? Give me your top three. Well, Checkers is number one, right? Yep. Okay, thank you. But no, what's yours? And then what do we got to do? What's, well, Checkers. Checkers and Rally. Then the rally if you're on the West Coast. Well, that, yeah, that's all the same. And then probably Chick-fil-A, Waffle Fries, and then the, all the other ones are kind of the same, right? So I, McDonald's was my third. So was we're it? in lockstep. That's why we're heterosexual life mates. Right. Yeah. There's no, like, I civil share, union I share for that. That gives us a tax break or anything. We've looked into it. It doesn't exist. <laughs> but um, we tried. So what I, I did, and I didn't. Didn't think about it. Uh, so when you go up to pull a GIF up. Uh, or GIF. GIF. I'll fucking fight you right now. That's okay. fine. We'll make a GIF. I'll out knife of fight you, dude. Um, I'll do it like beat it, Michael Jackson style. And we, really dance, scary, we dance man. knife fight <laughs> in, a, really in a parking scary. garage for well, some I'll reason. I'll kick your ass in a dance fight. Oh, well, you are a riot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you don't even really need to be here for this, man. <laughs> we just got to argue about who's going to win the dance fighting competition, and then you Look, know we'll call is, you back, I guess. This is just the foreplay into the interview. We have to set the table. So, uh, so Conversational I put, loop. So, like, uh, let me go backwards a bit. So, I did one in June, and when you pull up the gifts, it's a little timely. So, it's like Pride Month. So, I put, like, okay, cool. I'm down with gay people. I wish I was gay. Um, it'd be awesome. Um, but it... Then we could, yeah, then we not, could get attacked. Not my break. thing, yeah. Uh, but, um, so put like a unicorn with a rainbow on it, you know. No oh, yeah, big deal. all those things. And I don't we'd think anything be, of be, it. You know, it's just be, silly. It felt represent. silly. We'd be the gayest of the gays. But I, I, you know, half a second thought, I was like, oh, this is fun. Um, and so I put on, <laughs> I put on this social story, uh, I saw buy black, uh, um, meaning buy, buy from black businesses, uh, gif and you hit me up and you were like hey not that cool <laughs> and <laughs> i was like you. huh and i was like I and, I and when we were talking back and forth i was like i hope she doesn't think afterward i was like i hope she doesn't think i was just trying to play it dumb like i didn't know what i was doing i really was just like i don't know i think it's important to buy from black businesses but you're like you can do better than that and i was like oh fuck um and so we had this kind of convo back and forth and we've been meaning to have you on to talk about your coaching, but I was like, well, this is relevant and it, it is related to business. And how do, how do us honkies uh, help, help, help that out? I, I don't even know. Right. So it's like, it's one of those things where, um, you know, you make an effort to maybe want to do it, but I, I think a lot of people don't know how to. And so it was like, why don't you come on and talk about that aspect of everything? Um, so how do we do it? How do we? How do you buy black and support black businesses? Yeah, without being uh, callous, I, I guess about it in my social story jokes. Yeah. So your social story, I know you. So I and I don't know who follows you, right? But I know your humor and like your 
your type of comedy and like I know I can just see you doing it because I've seen you post those running videos I can see you being like oh I'll put that on there this is funny like and not thinking about it Mm -hmm. I didn't really think anything of it and I thought you were literally about to tell us about black owned businesses where we could get what you were talking about that's what I was confused is where it started right so I was like what is he talking about and I was like oh and then I figured it was just like you explained it so knowing you though, I think it's a, it's, so I just wanted to touch on that because I think it's important. So knowing you, I was like, of course, I'm going to give you grace. And because I know you and you're my friend and you're a business owner, and I think you have a voice and a platform, et cetera. It's my duty as your friend yeah, and as a black owned business woman, business owner also to just be like, Hey, we can do better. Like when we know better, we do better. When we know, see that someone else can do better, we point it out, right? I think that's what we should all that's, do. That's, yes, so that's that great. Come, that's what yeah, friends that could, should do, yeah. Right, that could have come from anybody. So I was just like, I was confused. You could actually be telling people to buy black, and I think people would listen to you, especially if you made it funny, especially if you were actually talking about a real business. And so I was my thought gonna, was like, Yeah, he didn't, so you did not, it had... The phrase buy black had nothing to do with what you were talking about. It was a cute the- shopping bag. <laughs> a gif. And exactly. Like, this is neat. And I just like threw it on there. I was like, yeah, I support that. I'm cool the with that. The bag itself was like, col- was the cute. color of it was black and you put buy black. Uh, it would be something that you would tag a, ba- a black business in to say like, this is a black business. Buy oh, black. okay. So it was from a black owned business. No, okay. that's what he put on there. That's why I was confused. Okay. This is why you're confused. This is why right. I'm confused. Right. <laughs> now I'm just finding out Eric doesn't look at my stories. Right. Can you guys, yeah. You know, <laughs> whatever. Run I really, this back. I don't pay attention, so you're going to need to explain it to me. So it, it was just a flippant, like, gift to put on there. But the message I agreed with, but it had nothing to do with the video I made. So, uh and then, so my point was, you have an influence. People listen to you. You can do better. I think if you actually were telling people, you're like born and raised in Tampa. If you were telling people about a Black-owned business in Tampa, people would go, oh, that's interesting. Maybe I'll look into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's fair. And I think yeah. overestimate my reach. But yeah, <laughs> I think, I think I, that's fair. And uh, I'll do one after after we do this. Um, so I think to answer your question, how does one do that? I think being plugged in and the way that you are knowing what businesses are black owned, because maybe you wouldn't know. So I am the face of my business as a coach, but I provide a service. But if I provide it, like if I sold cups and I didn't have my face or story with my face on it, you wouldn't know that this cup was black owned. Right. So I think it is being well networked and just doing due diligence and, and having intention around where you spend your money Mm -hmm. and knowing like this cup was made by who and who manufactured it and what's, you know, learn about their supply chain. Is it sustainable? Is it, do they have corporate responsibility? Does their organization support DE and I, do you align with their values? Just, I think it's about being educated in your purchases in general. And then it's a plus if that, business is a business of color. I think that there is, at least in the black community, and I have tried to do this, be more intentional about doing that due diligence. I wasn't always aware, you know, you just go to Target and pick stuff up or order it off Amazon. It's because it's easy. 
So I think being intentional, especially in a pandemic and a recession when small businesses are struggling to take the effort to maybe spend two extra bucks to support that local business. And then, you know, maybe go in that extra mile. I know black, my point was very black um, people, I think are doing that more. And, and hopefully people of color are doing that more to say, you know what, I'm going to intentionally buy cups from black people if I need a cup, or I'm going to intentionally buy like, oh, we need a microphone upgrade. Are there any black businesses that make microphones? You know, just it's, it's the intention of and that intentionality of thinking about it versus just making a purchase off the internet because you need it. So I think that's the best way to do it. And to buy locally, it helps to be well-networked in a way that you are. So you could probably speak to that law. You know, a lot of different people, a lot of different business owners across culture lines, if you will. And so that's why, again, you could say, oh, you're looking for a life coach? And you don't have to say, I know a Black-owned life coach. or, you know, black uh, business where she's, but you would just shout me out. Like, I think this person could be a good fit for you. Check her out. And I happen to be black. Mm-hmm. So I think it's one doing your due diligence and two, like shouting out black businesses when you can, because black businesses, I think this might be something that white people might not know. It's just, we just don't have the resources always that other people do have. in terms of funding, in terms of reach, in terms of just resources and everything. And so anytime you can get assistance, a shout out or a referral, it's, it, it does a lot. It's really impactful and the black community and it trickles down. So it, well, it made me think, I was going to say what jumps to my mind is uh, the, I don't know what it's called, but there's a company that they uh, bypass Amazon and they give you local businesses that you can get delivered very similarly to Amazon and like the speed and everything. And it's like, jump some like thing I'm thinking about is like, Oh, can for black owned businesses, can they either piggyback onto that scenario where it's like, Oh, I'd like to also purchase from a a black owned business or like have their own separate thing where it's like, okay, if you'd like to, you know, one Vim purchase locally and then also, you know, help any, you know, particular ethnicity or whatever, you know, any people from whatever walk of life that you feel passionate about helping. That could be a thing. Write that down. Can I do do the super white guy? Yeah, that's When they're they're backed into a corner of feeling like they're a little racist is like, look. Who, me? No, no, I'm going to do the impression of the, the white guy that's like, oh no, I'm getting accused of being racist or like not loving any other races. Like, look, I have a lot of black friends. I'm, Martin was one of my favorite sitcoms. Like, Sinead was great. Like, you do these things, it sounds way more racist, overt racist, right. to be like... Damn, Gina? Yeah. Like, right? I watch All 106 right. in Park yeah. every day after high school. I love it. No. Uh, but I'm saying, like, is there a list... Well, that bombed. Uh, is I there a list of, of um, you know, is there associations or something where you can go, like, for anybody listening, like if they were like, I'm because look, in marketing, it's all about like you talk about from the other side, from the business side, people make purchases with their heart, not their mind. And you try to catch them at that point a lot of the mm-hmm. time when we're talking like B2C kind of stuff, uh, consumer related products, you know, luxury goods, stuff like that, stuff you might get advertised on Instagram or something. Right. Um, and so you're trying to catch them at that position. Now, if someone were to take that that kind of 
five seconds to go, hey, I'm going to try to look, I'm going to try to source out some, uh, a black owned business. Is there somewhere to go or resources that you might know off of the top of your head? I know this is kind of a loaded question. Um, but like, could I, is there something where I can go, I want to support uh, uh, a Does business? my idea already exist? Is there a sure. database somewhere? I think that it does a little bit. So yes and no. So for example, there is a, and I wish I could think of the name of it, but that might be something for you all to research and put in your show notes. There is a tour that happens in Tampa Bay and we have a, I believe, um, mutual acquaintance slash friend law who has done this. And that's why I know about it, but there's a tour where they literally take people on a bus Around, going around to local black owned businesses. And I don't know the name of that, but I know that's a thing that exists and I've seen it on social media. Um, so there's that Two, um, your local chamber um, should have that demographic information. Hopefully um, I know that for example, the Tampa chamber has a black business owner accelerator program, something or other. And so they should have a directory of black owned businesses that are in their program. They're looking for resources and support and et cetera. Um, that also speaks to like diversify your world in general. You find out about women owned businesses, LGBTQIA owned businesses, Latina owned businesses by diversifying your network. Yeah. Right. It happens a bit organically. And also like, don't sleep on Google. <laughs> like just do a quick Google search of like yes. something you're about to buy. Like I need a new phone case. And so instead of just, cause we're so like, it just happens. Like next thing you know, you bought it on Amazon and you click the button cause you can buy now and it's prime and it happens in two seconds. Go, huh. I wonder if there's any local businesses that have phone cases. I wonder if there's any local women-owned businesses that cell phone, you know, it might take you getting in your car to do it. It might take you paying for that $5 in shipping or whatever it is, but just doing a little bit of due diligence. So I think those lists are out there Yeah, if you look for them. But I also think maybe we all need to do a bit more due diligence and put those lists together too, you know? I agree. You could do a shout out right now. Like listeners, like as you find businesses, like email us and let us know. We'll put a list together. Like that's I'll do that out. list. That's easy. Yeah, we'll, Google yeah, spreadsheet. Yeah. I'll share it with we'll, everybody. We'll, it's fine. We'll throw it on our social because we, we somebody has to do to it. Do something. Yeah. There ain't a lot of people yeah. going out Googling and going to the chamber of commerce and being like, I'm going to make my own list of these. Like that's not going to happen. We're going right. to have to do it for them. And as you're talking, sure. as you're talking about it, you kind of give me an idea because there's every city. If you're in a city, which most of America kind of lives in some kind of metropolitan area, or or near one, um, that there's always a a local newspaper or alternative newspaper that gives out awards and uh, for the year to businesses. Typically, we have Creative Loafing, which is here, Charlotte, I think two other cities, Atlanta, something else um, that. They have like best uh, LGBTQA. Uh, mm-hmm. I, there's, uh, it's like doing. The, did he get that right? Is that all? <laughs> is that all the that, letters? He, there's another one in there, I think. Now I heard but, O uh, earlier. Anyway, uh, the point being, like, there is, there's probably an award somewhere every year that's given to that. At least that's like a jump start to something, you know? Yeah. I have a lesbian barber, and it shows. 
Did you win Best Lesbian Barber in Zampa? She's like, do you want to look like Rihanna? I was like, no. I was like, too late. Already. This conversation is so important because people just Because he does look like Rihanna, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Because oh, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> people just aren't thinking about it. Well, yeah, it's mindfulness, yeah. right? You know, like it takes that moment to think about where else can you buy? Because we're all just running to Target, ordering from Instacart, getting on Amazon. Right. Yeah. It takes effort to diversify where you purchase from. Well, look, convenience is king. You know, you learn in right. any business class, it's like, your high price, uh, but your uh, unique differentiator, your low price, you sell in volume. And then now we have this thing where it's kind of a different model where convenience has taken over and Amazon's like kind of, you know, starting to get a lot of flat because they kind of control the labor market, right? So it's like the more we're lazy about our purchases, it's really hard to beat, honestly. But maybe, yep. maybe you can look up the vendor that is in Amazon to like do a little due diligence and maybe use that uh, Amazon uh, Chrome extension I was telling you about the fake spot. Yeah, where it gives all the. I did. Tel- I, I put that on. But what? There's another one though. There's a. There's and. Is it one? Gotta love this due diligence where I'm just throwing it out there. Like it exists, but I don't know what it is. The there is one for local businesses that they say it's basically the same price as Amazon well, you get, can get most things from. How about I'll meet you in the middle? There, you okay. can do smile.amazon.com and you can donate to a charity that is for maybe helping uh, uh, businesses or helping communities that are, you know, uh, don't have the same opportunities kind of thing. Sure. Yes. Yeah. I think diversifying your where you get your content too is really helpful. An example is Lovey Ajay. I follow her on Instagram. She's a black woman, writer, entrepreneur, keynote speaker, et cetera. And she just blasted a bunch of black owned businesses. Just, she's like, this is my day to day, but these are products that I use. Maybe you all would be interested. And those companies sold out of the product and none of us would have heard of that, those companies, unless she, put them on her social media. So, and I wouldn't have known unless I follow this black woman that has done this due diligence. So I think even just diversifying where you are, like, you know, diversify your friends, where you shop, who even you who you follow on social media. To those, yeah. You'll be exposed to those things organically a little bit. So don't, what, what if I follow a variety of thirst traps on Instagram? Is that, does that count? You do you boo. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Lovey Ajay, uh, Ajay, is that yes. uh, L-U-V-V-I-E-A-J-A-Y-I, uh, yeah. if anybody's wanting to punch that in. Um, yeah, uh, well, let's let's talk about the co- the group uh, coaching session. Is, did, yeah. I, did I get the term right? I want to make sure. I want to make you sure the LinkedIn keyword uh, it's in there. It's a group coaching program. So are you doing sessions with people like I'm fascinated with when I found, we found this out like five, six years ago from a guy who wanted to invest in uh, our agency that he was like, yeah, I do a CEO group where we sit around and we're all CEOs and we, we talk about our feelings. I was like, what this shit exists. (laughs) Yeah. And it was like mind blowing. And, and I was like, Oh, well they don't really have anybody to talk to. Right. It's lonely at the top kind of thing. It's like when your jet runs out of fuel, (laughs) Right. Sucks. You know, when you have to fire five people and you just have enough time to really give them the exit. Uh, So 
I'm a certified executive coach. And what, like, these are real problems that CEOs have. I mean, you're joking, but there's well, kind of not, bro. Kind of not. Well, it's we are the number one comedy business podcast, but I'm saying, I'm <laughs> saying, like, CEOs listen we, to this show. Look, we used to say entrepreneurship, the, the, the dirty secret about it is it's secretly very lonely. Um, so yeah and, and that uh, that applies to c-suite executives too because you might right. as well be in a similar mode because you're you're doing so many things you have to make a lot of decisions and it all kind of rests on you but you don't really have anybody to talk to yeah you can't talk to anybody about it unless you have a coach or a peer group that is going through the same stuff so the people join masterminds or groups where they have similar problems they can flush out so how, how does it work? I, I'm a CEO or what, uh, I'm an executive and I'm, you're, I, 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 I email you. I go, I want to maybe join a group. How does this work? Yeah. So my program is not specifically for CEOs and that type of um, curriculum or, or coaching. Um, so if you came to me, I would probably put a special package together for you for your specific issues and then maybe introduce you around to my network of CEOs. But my program is called Reset Your Life, also found at Rayla.co. And it is not for CEOs. It's for anyone who is looking to do that reset. So you wake up one day and you're like, how the heck did I get here? got kids. I got the title. I'm a CEO or whatever. I got the title, but I feel like shit and I just don't feel good. And this is not how I thought it was supposed to go. I've always wanted to like, you know, like you quit your job and became a comedian, you know, like you have done some of the things that people wish they could do. But there's like Kinda. someone out there who like <laughs> dreams of doing that so bad. Like that calling is deep in their soul and the closest they can get to it is like binge watching comedy on Netflix. And so my group program is for that person. That's like, I'm sick of it. I'm ready to like change my life and actually go do the thing. And so that's the person that I serve. Someone who's like, I want to do something different, but I don't know how to do it. I want somebody to hold my hand, give me a step-by-step curriculum, give me the community and all the resources to do that in a pretty quick amount of time. You're a business therapist of sorts in a way, right? So it's like, basically people are telling you, I mean, look, when I do discovery sessions with clients, it, it's the same thing. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out about them it's like a first date a little bit. You're trying to get to know them enough. Uh, and Figure just, it out long-term without yeah. directly asking yeah. things. You know. Not trying to close on the first date because sure. you know, I'm a gentleman. Um, but I'm saying like uh, it's one of those things where you're, you're, you're empathetic and then you have – we talk about empathy and ego a lot on the show and it's it, – you're empathetic to go, I'm going to listen because maybe they don't have someone in their life that actually just listens to them. Most people don't. Right, because if they're if they're the hard press kind of executive or they're a bottom line person, they have to make those decisions and stay true to that absolute kind of decision. And then there's the other kind of executive that is a little bit more collaborative, but they get they they might be too big of an empath and weighs on them too much the decisions they're making. That seems to be one or the other, just broad strokes. And so you're you're giving you've got the the ego aspect to go, here's a plan I think that can help. Is that fair to say? 
fair to say. So people don't have someone to talk to without judgment. So people might have someone to talk to, but they're not getting the support. And it's shocking how many people's partners aren't supportive um, or people just don't have, they're in a friend group, but they can't really talk about their dreams and goals in that friend group. Um, and so, yeah, people need guidance. They need steps. It's like, I need to know what to do like tomorrow after work. What am I going to do tangibly that I can like sit down for the 20 minute window to move things forward. So people need that structure, listening ear and structure and guidance. Yeah. And like, I call myself a hype woman because people need to be spoken into like you can do it. Like mm-hmm. no, yes. a lot of people, yeah. A lot of people don't have that person. That's like, this sucks. It's going to be hard. Nobody said it's going to be easy, but keep going. Like it's, you know, you're sweating underneath your clothes, but keep going, keep moving forward. So people need that confidence building. They need to be spoken into. They need someone who's listening without judgment and they need somebody to just straight up tell them what to do. And they need someone to like kind of cut through the BS, especially if they're an executive, they're getting yes all the time. They need someone that's like, "Mm, this is a mirror. Like you said this, but you're doing this. Or do you really want that? Or, you know, so. Right. A lot of things. Well, no, (laughs) I mean, I was going to say knowing you, uh, you know, we've known each other for a long time. Knowing you, you're not going to dance around it. You're going to be like, no, that you you shouldn't be a juggler. uh, (laughs) You know, like, I think that you're not, I've seen you walk. You're not going to be able to do it. You know, like. And yeah, so truth telling, truth telling. Right. Yeah. Which is like kind of the bet, you know, what you want to hear out of someone that is coaching you or, or therapizing you. It uh, would, it would make an impact. That's for, if you're hiring somebody and they're like, uh, no, this isn't for you. And your other point, like, oh ahead. shit, you're, I'm paying you and you're telling me that like this person, if they're like able to then milk you and they're still being like, mm, I'm not going to charge you anymore because this is a waste of time. A lot of people. Yeah, you got to know when that. to tap out. Yeah. I love that. You got to know when to tap out. Yeah. Well, and then what you you said earlier a little bit ago was that sometimes you I I, I call myself a male cheerleader for a lot of clients where I'm like, if you want, shorts, it's because shorts, it's because powerful legs, it's because you know I'm pretty good, you know pushing. Definitely have the physique. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, good burn. I've got the essence. Really, is what it breaks down to. Uh, but but I'm saying like. If you tell me you want to do something, I'll try to annoy you about what you want to do uh, because I like when people do it for me. And so it's one of those things where a lot of people can get defeatist before they even begin. You know, like, I want to do this. I really feel calling to do uh, right poetry, you know. Uh, yeah, at this poetry. point, people should know not to be like, I'm going to be, the, I'm going to do that because, I mean, between the two of us, we will come back and be like, did you, did you do that? Yeah. You're really, really good at that. There'll be stuff that I told you years ago and you're like, are you still doing the thing? Or like, have you done the, I'm like, wow, you remember that? Mm -hmm. Um, That's accountability too. Just telling somebody about people don't have accountability. It's like they need to tell somebody what they're going to do and then have someone help them hold themselves accountable to do it. Well, I think, cause I know how it is when you're like, like I wanted to be a comic since I was a little kid. And like, you're just like, I'm going to hold on to this, not tell anybody for a long time until I kind of do it. And then, then you do it and you're like, oh, I don't know if I'm any good at it. And you're, you're kind of always questioning yourself. So it's like, you but know, then when you put it out there, you're like, well, I put it out there. I have, I have to keep doing it. Yeah. Like, where were you? You said you were going to be there. Well, I, I quit. 
well, comedy. And, and seek out. I sought out people that knew stuff and really tried to absorb. Like I, I've told the story, like Burt Kreischer, uh, when I was 21 and moved to LA, he was nice enough to meet me at the Melrose Improv and gave me like really great advice. And then he was like, come in, come in the main room. And every time, every time I hang out with him at a show, he's like, I'm, I'm the most hungover I've ever been in my life. And then goes up and fucking rips it, like fucking murders. And he's like, yeah, that wasn't that great. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, but he'd be like, look, you got to keep at it. And he, I think he was like, you're an athlete. I was, he was an athlete. Like, it's a lot of reps. And it was like, oh, I can kind of contextualize this a little bit. So you need like seeking out these nautical beacons like yourself if you want to do something outside of you know, your comfort zone. Yeah, you need somebody that's like, keep going. To have somebody like that, that's like, you're going to get up there and bomb and you just have to do it again oh. and do it again mm-hmm. and do it again. Like anything you want to do. And when you first start coaching, you may not, like somebody asks you something, you're like, I don't know. Or, you know, it's like, why am I not able to get this person to like move forward? I mean, that comes with experience of working with a lot of different type of people and training and, and things like that. But gosh, it would really suck if I quit. Right. And now I've like made an impact. So I think people need somebody to tell you, like, keep going. It's not always going to be pretty or perfect, but like do it anyway, fail fast, still keep going and like pushing you forward. Like everybody is like seeking out. You're a doer though. Like you're a special kind of productive doer. Cause I'm a C plus student. So I have to try harder. I've, I've got a small penis, so I have to do a lot of foreplay. You know, a lot of these things to make up for my, 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 uh, (laughs) um, everybody knows what you're talking about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's one of those things where I I think like Eric is an artist and I, I walk in every time and I go do it better. And he's like, yeah, he does. He hits me with this little stick he carries around. It's like in his back pocket all the time. It's like out of nowhere. I'm like, what is this Dude, bullshit? I can't believe you're showing your children this. And I, just I know. Slap. And he slapped it right back, back of the legs. Cartoonishly put it over his head, the canvas, so his head pops through. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, all right, before, before we have to close it out, we have to ask everybody their first time on. Um, what advice would you give your 13-year-old self? Mm. Yeah, we're deep. Yeah. You, you <laughs> 13. Didn't see, you, yeah, <laughs> you didn't see that coming. I didn't. Yeah. We're well, not all I, dick jokes. We're mostly, but we're not all. <laughs> my 13 year old self, man. Yeah. So, uh, we put this. That's kind of hard. Cause a few things I'm like, look, you could die. Don't do some of those things. But I'm, we can vamp a little bit. If you want the other to. side of that is like, but I survived it. So Ooh. I don't know what I would tell my 13 year old self. We can give you some time. This is what I would, this is what I would tell my 13 year old self. Okay. Chase joy and like keep having fun because we kind of grow up and like the school system gets us then you have to pick a pick a a degree get a career there's going to be recessions (laughs) just keep chasing joy and play and try to have as much fun as you can everything that you do if something gets uncomfortable doesn't feel good you don't want to do it then don't like figure out a way not to do it the point, I think, of the human experience is to decondition all the crap that we have to go through, but to have fun. And when you're like in your purpose, it usually feels really, really good. That's why you can keep doing it. You never run out of energy doing it. So I would tell my young self to like keep ha- like don't stop having as much fun as possible. 
Because I feel like like college, you know, we I had a lot of fun in school. Oh, I and remember. Then adulthood. <laughs> then like adulthood hits, it right? And so it's like just keep chasing joy and having fun. Don't let anybody like put you into the box of like you're an adult and you gotta be serious and you gotta do I don't have to do anything. Yeah. yeah, I love that. And know right. know what you like is fun when you're a little kid and not get talked out of it, right? So it's like yeah. People are like, that's stupid. And you're like, I don't know, I don't really like this. And I think right. that kind of falls under the umbrella of like kind of what everybody says is like, don't fall into this stupid social thing that you don't care about anyway, because it didn't matter when you look back right. at it. And you should, if I, I like playing with Legos probably way too late, but I, I, I still yeah. like playing with Legos. Yeah. What? <laughs> But it's like that's I, a great. That's you feel embarrassed. Teachers, teachers, the same thing. People change their whole trajectory based on the feedback from a one teacher's feedback. You know, one time. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Don't uh, listen to your teachers' kids. Yeah. Well, look, I had a hot math teacher, and I think that's why I well, excelled. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Julie Draper. What up, girl? Um, <laughs> uh, that could actually get back to me. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I'll put that in the show notes. Hashtag <laughs> Julie Draper. This is a small city in some a lot I'm going to do it so that the keywords pop up. Julie Draper's getting tagged, yo. <laughs> Whatever. She's yeah. former cheerleader, was my math teacher in uh, middle school. I, guess what? Guess who got A's to make up for the C's and D's and the other things. But yeah. The smart uh, kids? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I got a B. No. Yeah. Um, I appreciate you coming on. Um, we'll try harder. We'll try better. We'll do better next time. We'll sure. do better. No, I when I read it, I read it like when a parent says I'm disappointed, and I was like, ah, oh, fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know yeah. what? Though I think I want to point out that this is a great example. I feel like last year, people were white people specifically were very afraid, and when I say last year, I mean like George Floyd, the um, just that whole like situation in our country and everything coming up in our society and white people were like afraid to say anything, afraid to ask questions, afraid of just all the things. And so I think this is a really, really good example of someone going, Oh man, I screwed up or like, Oh, I made a mistake or, Oh, I just didn't know. Or I thought it was funny. And somebody saying you can do better, you know, and then pointing it out and you receiving that in such a positive way and going, yeah, I can do better. Thank you for that. Let me actually show other white people how we can do better. And I just want to point that out that like, it's not, it doesn't have to be painful. It doesn't have to be anything. It can just be an opportunity for all of us to expand. And so I just want to give you some kind of kudos for the way that you handled it and just being receptive and open and like, not have like being defensive or just anything. I don't know. I just, feel like I want to point that out. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, this, I mean, this show, when we originally kind of got it going and when Eric got in as a co-host, you know, and we really started taking off with it, it was really about, we want to hear about failure. We want to hear how you fucked up and then how you kind of resolved it. How you were accidentally racist. <laughs> well, I mean, look here, and then here's, pra and then here's the pragmatic tips. Here's not a Tim Ferriss. Like you can only, you can work four hours a week and get by. Like that doesn't help anybody. Like, um, that's cute and nice and seems cool, but it's a wet dream. It's, uh, it's one of those things where I think, like, the pragmatic advice, like, here's a pro tip. Don't ask your black friends to, don't touch, don't ask to touch their hair. They don't, it's not cool. That's a good one. Yeah, dear white that's people. A good I watch, yeah. <laughs> it's not, <laughs> no matter how fluffy and you want to, 
<laughs> no, uh, no matter, matter how, how complimentary you are, yeah, no, uh, of yeah. this. I mean, I didn't uh, realize I didn't realize that was a thing white people do a lot, and I I was disgusted to find out that's like a thing. I know it's like I've, yes. I'm not part <laughs> of that white people. Uh, like, I mean, you know better, do better, and then like help other people do better. So just kudos. I mean, not a pat on the back, you know, but kudos to you, really. So if you see like a white person talking to a black person, be like, don't ask to touch their hair. They that say that to them yeah so that they so then we're doing our part yeah blurt it out like you have Tourette's right just burst in <laughs> doesn't matter mid-sentence just do it no I, I that's what society needs well no I mean look this is what friends are for to keep you accountable even though we don't get to hang out as much as we want to but uh it's one of those things where I never like especially with comedy I never want anybody to feel bad uh, about any of it I'm doing like I'll always be the try to be the butt of the joke, and so that's why I was like, "Oh shit, this is not that cool." So uh, we'll we'll do better. And uh, thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. This is really fun. See you, girlfriend.